0: Well, we finally got the trailer. It didn't come out on a Monday night football game. It came out completely randomly on a a Tuesday Tuesday morning when everyone was at work. I got a notification on my phone, and all I saw was, this is the way. And I was like, oh, this is the moment. (laughs) This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah, the moment we've been waiting for. So as soon as I got an opportunity... I watched that trailer. Me too.
1: See, I can imagine you just dropping whatever you were doing at work and being like, I gotta watch this. No, no, no.
0: I didn't do that. I waited until responsible time. There you go. But man, I enjoyed every single second of Mm -hmm. it. All right. Join alongside me this week on Mando Talk. So welcome back, Ugnots, Ugnots and Jawas. We're gonna have a great show. We're only focusing on season two trailer reaction review. So joined alongside with me to do that. Returning guests co-host at this point Brandon <laughs> anderson sitting across from me what's up guys jacob keller how's it going it's going great <laughs> i'm excited to finally talk about this mm. number one because yeah, it came out on a tuesday so i've been itching to just like sit down and nerd out with other people All yeah. right.
2: what i did was i waited until after work that way i could actually watch it and not be distracted from anything okay The first thing I did when I got home, you know, I needed to lift me up after getting off work. I got (laughs) home and I'm like, I'm going to watch that trailer right now. Yeah. I was blown away. Um, and I think there's, you know, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be in for some surprises. Oh, I think it's going to have a slightly different feel than the first season. For sure. You know, if the trailer is any indication, um, you know, we always talk about season one being like a Western kind of feel. Yeah. The trailer, I thought, didn't really have that. And no. I like I like that. You know, I don't mind
0: that at all. It's different, though, you know? Yeah, there was... <laughs> instead of... Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, we do get some of that slowly walking through a town moment when Mando mm-hmm. and the child are walking through a town with graffiti everywhere. But I think it's just that visual of graffiti that makes you think it's not a Western anymore. Like, I don't know. Just that visual representation there is just different. And it's something that we haven't seen live action in Star Wars before.
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And before we get too deep into it, do yeah. you want to explain yeah. those who came looking for our rewatch yeah, yeah. what our so new kind of schedule is? We
0: decided to solely focus on our reaction and review of Season 2 trailer tonight and this week. So next week, we're going to continue with our rewatch by watching chapter three next week, and we're only going to focus on chapter three because we know that that's a huge one. That's a really big, action-packed, I don't know, and I know it's one of Nolan's favorites. I think it's one of my favorites as well. So we're going to wait to talk about chapter three until, first of all, Nolan's back. He should be back next week. Miss you, buddy. So hopefully Mm -hmm. you'll be here for that one. And then after chapter three... So two weeks from now, we're going to double up on chapter four and chapter five. That way we're back on schedule to finish season one rewatch right before October 30th debut of season two. Yep. Man, I got joy just saying. Like, that's so (laughs) close. Mm -hmm. So close. We're almost there. Okay. So we're going to take this shot by shot, scene by scene throughout the trailer. And we sat down. I've watched it now about fifty times. It feels like, but in reality, <laughs> it's probably been about 20, 25, somewhere in there. Jacob, how many times have you seen it now? I think about six or seven times. Okay, now.
2: and then no, B- um, I'd say probably like nine. Okay, after how many times have we watched? True, it here.
1: true. We
0: watched it a bunch before. And ba, <laughs> how many?
1: I've seen it like two and a half or three times. So we're okay. getting the whole spectrum of that's fine of of watch. That's so- what we
0: need. We need an absolute nerd. We need somebody that's right there in the middle. But Jacob is one of those that can see something like maybe a few times and be at my level. So he's probably right there with me. (laughs) And then BA is like... Bringing up the rear. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) All right. So let's get into it. So the opening shot, extremely intriguing already. I mean, as soon as we see those two planets and maybe one of them's a moon, like I'm already like, all right, let's get into it. Let me get some more information. So let's talk about those two planets or one of them's a moon or whatever's going on. So speculation as to what planet is what and what's going on i i think the bluish kind of planet in the background for me i thought that it was the mon kala planet because we see that present throughout the trailer which we're going to talk mm-hmm. heavily about mm-hmm. later but of the planets that we've seen in the trailer so far i'm leaning toward that being the planet that that eventually occurs on right i mean any other like anybody against that or any other thoughts i mean again we see a snowy planet which could go with that it or it could be just something completely different mm-hmm. and i
2: think the reason why we speculate that that's it is that in a later scene where the razor crest is falling through the atmosphere burning, and burning up
0: yeah it looks like the planet below is all water. Right, and that would match perfectly because here at the beginning, the Razor Crest is in bad shape. Yeah. So the cargo bay is wide open. One of the fuel or... what? What's the word I'm looking turbans. for? Turbines, There Thruster. you go. Thrusters, turbines yeah. is out. Mm-hmm. And really intriguing shot. Really intriguing shot there at the beginning. B.A., thoughts on, first of all, which of the planets do you think we're seeing there at the beginning? And thoughts on like what you think is going on there with the Razor Crest right at the beginning?
1: Well, I think we're all in agreement that that's Mon Cal. It makes the most. Okay. It makes the most sense because we do see that heavily in the trailer. True. And, and I'm led to believe that Mon Cal is going to be a, a kind of a focal point of this season. We'll probably see multiple so. episodes on that planet.
0: I think so. I think Navarro Seven was our main planet in season one. I think Mon Cala might be season two's main planet. So I'm excited for that Mm -hmm. because I am pretty sure if you go back to when Mando Talk first started, we got a hint at Mando having a bounty on a Mon Calamari Prince or something along those lines. I'm pretty sure we speculated that one day in the show we would be going to that planet Hmm. of Mon Cala. Yeah, we did. I remember that. So maybe for once we might be right about something. <laughs> and if yeah. we are, you know,
1: us here at Mano Tart, we're going to be ringing that bell. We'll finally have gotten <laughs> one right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> one for one, baby. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's like one for fifty, but. <laughs> but we'll take it. All right, so we keep moving along.
2: Well, so that makes me wonder, who is it that was the bounty, you know, the prince, going after the Razor Crest to make it that
0: condition? Oh, I got you. Yeah, so we've got to have something that happens before we get to Marcala. Yeah, Uh we got to have something of relevance going on. Maybe it – I mean, I don't expect that to be the first thing that we see and, in the show.
1: And we do see that at one point – this may be jumping ahead and ruining yeah. your outline. No, it's all but, good. We're but, here just talking. But the X-Wings are flying beside the Razor Crest. Do mm-hmm. you think that happens like hmm. – Timeline wise, before that, the Razor
0: Crest is in great shape. I mean, mm-hmm. it's looking sharp and clean and sparkly. We, we do when see it's it with in, the new. Republic. We see it in
1: good shape above what we think to be Tatooine, with the Correct. Bantha. Correct. And then there was another time too. We see it in decent shape. Yeah.
0: Um. My only like hesitation to that is, man, putting Mando with the New Republic that quickly at the beginning of the show without any like explanation as to how that either go them going against each other or working together without really a deep dive into explanation behind that Mm -hmm. that being like one of the things at the very beginning i might be like man i need to see some more of how this actually kind of got set up you know what i'm kind of saying yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. i don't know i mean there's a lot of different possibilities but i don't know i mean are we gonna see razor crest in bad shape at the beginning of the show or in the season or at the end of the season i think that's kind of the main kind of question there but who knows yeah. and
1: and it might and it might just be another bounty hunter because we know he still has that fob out for him too doesn't he from the guild yeah i would say the i guess it's technically not a fob but well we see when he meets car not from
2: the guild because yeah, cause, grief carga canceled that yeah the oh, guild
0: okay. is like wiped out at this point okay yeah
2: yeah um, but he still has the empire
0: going after him true very true so the next kind of big thing going on that I noticed and that actually kind of we noticed, we made these notes together as we were watching the trailer. Season 1 dialogue between the armor and the Mandalorian or Din Djarin occurring throughout the entire trailer. Um, I think that this part of the trailer, regardless of how you feel about like the action and everything else, them using this dialogue was executed perfectly. And here's why. They literally gave nothing away about Season (laughs) 2. They only talked about something from Season (laughs) 1. Yet every single person that watches the trailer knows the goal that Din Djarin and we as an audience are going on throughout Season 2. Din Djarin is trying to get Baby Yoda the child to the Jedi. And all of us know from the beginning what we're going to be trying to do throughout it. So the trailer executed that perfectly. Yeah, Like, we're everyone's on board, <laughs> everyone's going into the first chapter knowing what to expect, what the mission is, and what's going to be carried out throughout the entire season. So, perfect dialogue selection. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that it wasn't even something from Season 2. Right. Something that we've heard before.
1: And we hear that a lot, too, with just quotes and lines from Season 1, and even the few we heard from season two where den's like you know wherever he goes i go oh yeah there's a bunch of lines from season one and the little bit they gave us from season two they're like quotable lines it's Mm -hmm. it's, oh yeah their their writing of this is just incredible i love that
0: line too i I forgot i think that's the line that they tweeted out when Mm -hmm. they uh posted the trailer yeah wherever he goes i go Mm -hmm. it's a great line great line okay next we see the graffiti location that we've already kind of touched on um and interesting enough, later in the trailer, I'm speculating that this is the same place as the hanging light pole person. It's or got, yeah, it's got graffiti creature too, so. or whatever hanging light pole. We, we literally know <laughs> n- nothing of what's going on right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, me thinking, you know, watching Star Wars my entire life, I'm gonna see somebody hanging off a light pole one day. <laughs> Never expected to say that or see yeah. it. Um, and it's all and for me, I think <laughs> that the fighting ring scene that we see at the end of the trailer is on the same planet. Yeah, so we got a lot going on that. there. And I think this is a new location. I don't think we've been there before. And I don't think it's Navarro 7. I think it's somewhere new.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm under that impression too.
0: But I guess we'll have more to say and more to see on that. Now, fun part here. We see, again, Razorcrest flying into Desert Planet. Looks like Tatooine. Great condition currently. And we see a Tusken Raider riding on a Bantha. So, are y'all 100% convinced that this is Tatooine? Oh, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Jacob says yes. B.A. Um, yeah. It's okay. got to be.
1: Oh, man. It's got to be. We'll see. Can play that... Devil's, Ad- or Devil's Advocate?
0: Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll play it just to play it. When I think of Jawa's, I always think. Tatooine, right? Well, season one we get Jawas, sandy planet, but it wasn't Tatooine.
2: Yeah, but so, Jawas are also like dispersed. You know, like they kind of go wherever the money goes. Ta- the Tusken Raiders don't really do that. So They're where do they go? Like, what do they follow? They just follow sand.
0: The sand on it's rough <laughs> on An- Tatooine, of course. You know, doesn't it. <laughs> it just like gets it. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, just to play devil's advocate, no, it's not. No, I I think it's Tatooine. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't have a Tusken Raider and a Bantha and it not be Tatooine. And with everything that we are hearing about Boba Fett and Cobb Vanth and all this kind of stuff. And first of all, that cliffhanger that we get at the end of chapter six Mm -hmm. in season one, I believe. Where it's the Spurs and yep, the Cape the spur sound that walk up. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, we're going back at some point, so why wouldn't we go ahead and go back? Right. So yeah, I think it's Tatooine, and obviously, I think it's kind of a dead giveaway once we see the Tusken Raider. But again, just to play Devil's Advocate. It's not Tatooine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see, but. In Star Wars, we see, like, species on different planets, so it's hard to establish what planet is, just the species. But with, like, animals, like the Bantha, do we see that any other way? And, like, with other animals, do we?
0: That's an interesting point. So if the the Tusken Raider wasn't on the Bantha, I think we could hear an argument for it not being Tatooine a little bit better. But because it's on the Bantha, I think that's, Mm -hmm. like, absolute Tatooine. Yeah, for sure. But Tusken Raider, it is interesting that you kind of say that all the other species that we see we see outside of their original planet except tusken raiders mhm generally at least i'm sure there's another one out there yeah live action but anyway moving on snowy planet we see the razor crest again it's kind of coming to a rushing crash or it's not crashing yet but it's rushing into the land, so we don't really see it land or crash or smoothly. We don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we get this snowy planet shot, and two kind of speculations as to what this planet is currently. And I would love to hear your thoughts. And I know we've talked about this off air, so I think I kind of know what y'all are going to say. But the first option that a lot of people are saying is Ilum, which is the planet where Yoda would take his Padawans to get their Kyber crystals. Which we've now come to know that eventually the Empire got control of Ilum, eventually the First Order got control of Ilum, and they turned it into Starkiller Base. So if it is Ilum, it's got to be there in that in-between where it's transitioning into Starkiller Base, Mm -hmm. because we're about... 25 years away from the Force Wagons at this point. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine that being a overnight process. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So if it is Ilum, I think we're going to see some remnants of First Order or Empire or whatever going on there. Wow, that'd be neat. Okay, so that's one possibility.
1: Another thing with the Ilum, we also see sure. it in Jedi Fallen Order. Correct, right, yeah, bounce makes on that. A pilgrimage there to find Kyber Crystals once yeah. his, you know, his... What is it? His master, I think, his lightsaber gets broken, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he has to go there and make his own. And we see the Empire tail him there, so they know that that planet exists. If this happens after Cal Kestis makes his pilgrimage there, very true. Then it will be on their radar. But I think before then, they didn't know where it was at. Okay. So. Yeah. See, I don't
0: even know if I've gotten to that point in Jedi Fallen Order because remember, I haven't finished it. Right. But I did know that it was in there because I I'd seen spoilers mm-hmm. online.
1: Yeah, that's where you get to start customizing your lightsaber color Okay. there. but I got gotcha. you. It'll be interesting to see where in that, that timeline cool. <laughs> that, uh, like, when Dan goes there, if he is going to Ilum. Mm-hmm. Or, and then when Cal was there, because if if I'm remembering right, and I'm sure people know better than I do, but I think they didn't know about it until Cal went there. Okay. And something on his ship led them there. They were able yeah. to track it. Well, Cal
0: is definitely there before A New Hope, Correct. So it's after Revenge of the Sith. It's after Order 66. Correct. So it's before A New Hope. Mm-hmm. So Din Djarin's definitely there after Cal Kestis has been there. So the Empire's well aware of it. Okay. Um, so I think that's one option is Ilum. And it makes sense. If Din Djarin is looking for the Jedi, why not go to somewhere where we know that Jedi would go to finish their weapons? Yeah. yeah. So that's option number one. Option number two... And I thought of this before I heard anyone online think of it. But then once I saw more people think of it online, I was like, okay, maybe my idea or thing that I thought of kind of when I saw it might actually be smart, might be pretty cool. And I think it would be really neat if this was the moon that we see Ahsoka on at the end of the Clone Wars. Oh, Now, Hmm. we know with the Clone Wars, when they initially kind of crash landed there, it was like... Deserty, wasn't it? But then like over time it became snowy. Or was that just like no, or was that yeah, just yeah, the yeah. debris right. from the crash?
2: I think you might be right. I believe
0: it was deserty first. Yeah, and then the seasons and changed. Then seasons changed, which was weird to see for Star Wars because yeah. <laughs> usually the planets <laughs> just stay the same regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are y'all what are your thoughts on, first of all, do you think that the planet or the moon, because they've confirmed that Ahsoka crash lands on a moon. Do you think that it being that moon is a legitimate possibility?
1: Well, I'll go ahead and default to Jacob because I'm not as huge on the Clone Wars. I know I've missed a few in that last season, so I'll default to someone with more knowledge.
0: Okay, Jacob, what do you think?
2: I think unless he's going to the North Pole of (laughs) a planet that has seasonal changes like that. Moon, but yeah. Well, (laughs) whatever. A planet-sized moon. (laughs) That no, I mean, I think Il- Ilum is a better okay. shot, but better. wouldn't it be
0: cool for it to be? It movie? would, yeah, yeah, because man, that would make perfect it, sense would make, to transition Ahsoka yeah. into the show, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I am leaning more toward Ilum and because that's a lot of ice, yeah, you know, that
2: scene where he's. Where the Razor Crest is going down and right. there's that giant crack in the ice. Yeah.
0: That's a lot
2: of ice, and you don't get that in one
0: winter. No, that's <laughs> true. That's true. And I think it would still make sense for Ahsoka to be on Ilum, too, as a possibility. hmm But, man, isn't that kind of, like, crazy to think about that if it is Ilum, it's crazy to think that it's that, like, uh, uninhabited? And then turn around twenty five years later and it's Star Killer Base. Like that's crazy to me. And I think it'd be really interesting for them to tie that in. Yeah. I would love to get and I and I don't want Mandalorian to become this, oh, let's use it as a show to explain the Skywalker <laughs> saga. <laughs> yeah. To no. go into more detail. Kind of like what Rebels and Clone Wars were was designed for. Yeah. Clone Wars and Rebels really just gives more detail, and it feeds into the story of the Skywalker saga, or at least the Clone Wars does. Mm-hmm. Rebels, I think, it, it kind of goes off a little bit on its own and starts telling some new things, but I don't want Mandalorian to start doing that. But if, nah.
1: it's, but if it's done subtle, would you be against it? Like, you know, just pieces here and there that kind of people could speculate to get from point A to point B? Yeah, I'd
0: be okay with that. I just I just don't want it to be like a tool to legitimize the sequels right you kind of right you see what i'm saying yeah Like i don't want them to turn the mandalorian into that if they want to legitimize the se- sequels i think they should make something different like yeah. an animated show for it like they did with clone wars because really i think the clone wars and i know i'm venturing way off the mandalorian season two trailer <laughs> here i think the clone wars and its reception turn people's feelings on the prequels I think once the Clone oh, Wars yeah. I can became see better and better and better, people appreciated the prequels more because now they knew that that storyline was involved with that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm getting way off into just like <laughs> Star Wars fandom yeah. here and just having fun. But yeah, let's get back to it. So I think Ilum is probably the most, Of any planet that we've seen so far in Star Wars, I still think there's an equal chance of it being somewhere completely new. It could be somewhere completely new. But of any place that we've seen so far, I think Ilum's number one. For sure. Now. What about Hoth? I don't don't think it's Hoth. Yeah, I don't think it's Hoth at all. And I don't want it to be Hoth. Okay, why not? Again, so if the main storyline for season two is for Dinjarin to take the child to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. I don't see how Hoth ties into that. Okay, I don't I see, see how Hoth Cause, ties cause into Hoth that story. Was just
1: like a, a chess piece. Like it was, it was a,
0: a hideout for the rebels. Right. right, that's what
1: I'm saying. It was just a place for them to set up for a little bit. And
0: really, we have at least to my knowledge, there's not like a lot of Force discovery on Hoth, or digging deep into the lore. Of the Force. No history of the Jedi there. Right. So I, I want it to be somewhere that's like Jedi specific. yeah And I think that shot that we get later in the trailer when Din Djarin is like walking into the tunnel and he's like looking around mysterious like, mm-hmm. he's looking for something Jedi specific in my mind. Hmm. And he's, I think. He's
1: looking for a tauntaun. Spend the
0: night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuddle up with, cut open, and get warm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. So. Oh, dang. What does Han say?
3: I thought they smelled bad <laughs> yeah. on the outside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. That's so good. they so we we see him kind of cruise into the snowy planet. But then in the next shot we see the Razor Crest halfway into the snow. So what's going on here, man? Like is this yeah. where it crashes? Is this where it gets damaged? Like cuz it when yeah. he's going into the snowy planet, it's not necessarily damaged correct mm-hmm.
1: it seems like he's making a rapid descent but it doesn't look like he's out of right control.
0: but then he's like halfway buried in the snow and there's then, holes in the hull of the ship right on the side of it yeah but then later when he's burning the razor crest is burning into the atmosphere that's on moncala yeah so it's what's like going on water, man? yeah <laughs> and i know the I razor know, crest is getting pushed man <laughs> I know it's you, like the falcon
1: <laughs> i know you even said it you were like it's not gonna be a good season for dinjarin's flying record. no <laughs> man
0: it I think he's going to lose his credibility of one of the best pilots in the galaxy. They got to revoke
1: his license.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So before we leave, because we leave Snowy Planet there for a little bit after this, and we got more things to talk about. We do see the baby Yoda for the first time Mm -hmm. in the trailer, standing in the snow. Mm. I mean, you can't beat that—that cuteness. (laughs) I mean, the child, snow. Perfect, like I said a couple weeks ago, perfect, cozy up, get in a blanket, eat some popcorn, <laughs> and watch some Star Wars. Just in time for
1: the holiday season so they can start selling these there bad you go. boys. There you go. Yep.
0: Okay, so now we get into probably one of the most intriguing moments of the trailer. We get the boat scene on the boat, which we are speculating like 90% positivity that this is on Moncala. Mm-hmm. Because we see Mon Calamari, and we see corn mm-hmm. species. And on this boat, we see a... Uh, I think it's like a harbor.
1: Yeah, I think it's on the dock when we see yeah. it. Oh, okay, it's right, right, right.
0: My bad, my bad. I'm thinking more of the boat later in the yeah, in yeah. the trailer when mm-hmm. with it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all know what I'm saying. But <laughs> on this dock or harbor, we see this hooded woman dressed in all black... And again, we're heavily believing that this is on Moncala. The actress in this scene is Sasha Banks. And apparently, there's been rumor or report that Sasha Banks is playing Sabine Wren. Now, when I was reading on it, I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I could see her pulling off the look of Sabine. I could see maybe with the unedited or unhooded, Woman, I could see how that could be purple hair. You know, all that adds up.
1: I was gonna say, real quick, explain just in brief, Sabine. Okay, a lot of characters or like a lot of people like yeah. Sabine
0: is a character that we first see in Rebels. Mm -hmm. She is Mandalorian and by blood, by blood, yeah. And she does part of a clan, right? Correct. And she does eventually wield in Star Wars Rebels this bad boy that we have on table. The Darksaber. So she is very much at play in this story, I think, now that mm-hmm. they introduced the Darksaber in Season 1. Now, back to kind of what I was saying. I think visually matches up. I could see Sasha Banks playing Sabine Wren. But while we were watching this and writing these notes down, Jacob brought up something that I hadn't even thought about. Why, if this is Sabine Wren, why is she in robes and not Mandalorian armor yep Jacob share your thoughts on first of all do you think it's Sabine secondly if it if it is Sabine why is she not wearing the armor
3: Hmm. all
0: right
2: well I would love for it to be Sabine when you told me that it was rumored that she was cast as Sabine I was like wow that's awesome um you know because I would love to see more of that And also, that's a Mandalorian connection, right? Right. Um, But I gotta say that my first reaction when I saw that scene and uh, we were getting that dialogue from season one, Mm. um, the armorer said something like, or no, no, it was Din saying something like, you expect me to take to ch- take the kid back to this race of enemy sorcerers. Mm-hmm. And he said that at right the same time that she showed up on the screen. Correct. I gotta say that the first time I saw that scene, I assumed that she might be like a Jedi underling or something, mm. like a Padawan mm. in Luke's, you know, new mm. thing. Okay. That or she's an enemy agent. Okay. You know, with the Empire. Um, like I got to say that inquisitor. I did not
0: inquisitor. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I got to say that I did not expect her to be Sabine Wren, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. First, I don't know that it's Sabine. I okay. would love for it to be, but yeah. if it is, then yeah, there's that question of why is Din and the rest of the Mandalorians by Creed? Why are they wearing armor but if if this is Sabine but yeah. she isn't wearing armor and a helmet all the time, you know.
1: Does she right. does she wear her helmet in rebels?
0: She takes it on and off. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this new idea of them never removing their helmet is something that they established after the Great Purge. Right. So I think that's why we don't see Sabine always keeping it on. But I don't know. Now before you answer Well, that
2: makes sense in Rebels, but why would that make sense? Well, you know, why would she being a Mandalorian be the exception for that rule? You I don't know?
0: know? That's a great question. <laughs> what I'm well I don't I think that we're gonna find out that maybe it's like a clan by clan basis. Like some clans have some rules and some clans have different rules maybe.
2: Or it could be like a culvert by culvert, you know. Isn't that the word that they call it? Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Now
0: go ahead, BA. I was about
1: to say it might be an age like generational thing too, 'cause she seems True. Like, she seems a lot younger than Mando.
0: Yeah, I could see that. So it may just Which,
1: be like she's less strict, more can yeah. Mando's more conservative. Now
0: which if it were Sabine wouldn't she be older? That's what I was just thinking too. I literally just thought that. In <laughs> okay, Rebels, so she Rebels, she's like 18. Yeah, she's a, like a teenager. Teenager, maybe early 20s when the show finishes, but this is 5 years after Return of the Jedi. She was 18 during a New Hope. So, she would No, no, that matches. That that's fine. I think she would be about that age. Okay. I think that's okay. So I initially I didn't think it was. I was kind of with you.
1: Is she younger than Din? Oh,
0: I think she would be. I think she would be, or maybe they're around the same age.
1: I was just saying that could be one explanation why she's sort of like more lax. Like it may have been, yeah, as the Mandalorian people went through the purge, it sort of became less and less about like. I can see that. The fundamentals,
2: or maybe it's like I don't know. Maybe it's like Mandalorians by blood have a different set. Mm -hmm. of rules that they follow Mm -hmm. because they have to blend in with normal people. Whereas if you're a Mandalorian wearing Mandalorian armor, you're gonna stand out, right? True, especially when it's all Beskar.
0: Yeah. I don't don't know, know, man. But there was (laughs) something that I wanted to bring up while you were talking that I've completely forgot. But man, it would have been one of those great moments. uh, Great points. I hate when that happens. You should have done it. Well, I didn't want to interrupt him, and now I can't think of what it was. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Man, that bums me out. Okay, so we were talking about Sabine Wren. (laughs) Let's run it back. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe it'll come to me later. But, man, would it be... Oh, 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 I got it. I remember. You got it? So you said that there was a possibility for her to be a Padawan for Luke. Yeah. What if it's just a Padawan for Ahsoka? And Ahsoka's not connected with Luke Skywalker. She's just still kind of doing her own thing. And it's just only Ahsoka's secret Padawan. Hmm. And there's your transition into how Ahsoka Tano comes into play for the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think that could be a possibility as well. So I, I would be surprised if it's not Sabine because I'm hearing so many people report that it is Sabine Wren. But I still wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't.
1: Wait. So you're saying a Padawan for Luke? Isn't that after?
0: He was saying that it was it was possible for her to be a Padawan in Luke's kind of training. Right.
1: Luke before he. This is before. This is after
0: Return of the the Jedi. The Mandalorian is. Okay, I'm so confused. (laughs) Mandalorian is after the fall of the Empire. (laughs) Right. Okay. So this is when Luke is now the only Jedi alive. And he's training the next generation. For some reason, I got hung up on it being like before A New Hope. Because I think we were talking about Jedi (laughs) Fallen Order, so you were stuck in that timeline a little bit. Okay. (laughs) All good, man. See, this is why we need these different levels, man. We're here to help. (laughs) Like I said
1: before, bringing up the rear. I was lost for a second. No,
0: you're good. You're good. So I think there's a bunch of possibilities with this character. And what it... I would love for it to be Sabine, like you said. Yeah, me too. But I would also love for it to be somehow a Jedi individual. A Force-sensitive individual. Yeah. Or what if it's an Inquisitor? Again, still Force-sensitive, though, right? Yeah. A little bit, at least. Okay, let's move on, though. We could spend all night just talking about this hooded figure, and we'll probably talk about it next week. We'll open the show with, like, who do you think the hooded figure is this week? And we'll do that until season two hits. Uh, but we'll see. Now, we keep going throughout the trailer. The next interesting thing for me, we see Razor Crest with TIE Fighters. So the New Republic has been established yeah. at this point. You mean X Wings? Jeez. Sorry. Jeez. Man. What a newbie. Coffee's hitting me again. We do see TIE Fighters in the trailer,
1: though. We do. So I'll give you that. I was
0: thinking about them. Okay. <laughs> Razor Crest with X Wing. <laughs> so is he a working with the New Republic or B is the New Republic chasing Dinjarin. Those are kind of our options here. I think now we first see a shot where they're side by side. So I'm thinking, Oh, okay. They're pairing up, but then we see a shot where they're kind of rapidly chasing him. But again, they could still be doing like the same mission there. And then again, they're kind of flying through clouds yeah. in that shot. What do y'all think it is? No clue, All no right. idea. Next, <laughs> yeah. there's no other context
2: to put that around, right?
1: And he may be going toward the star destroyer that we see Gideon, and he's just riding with them. Off Gideon, yeah, yeah, that's what I. What did I say? <laughs> Gideon, same thing,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but again, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's no telling. I think I'm. I'm really interested to see how that plays out now. We see Din Djarin next on a speeder on Tatooine or Desert Planet. Now, let's talk about this because it's blowing up on the interwebs. People are speculating that we see Boba Fett's jetpack and Boba Fett's helmet yeah. on the back of this speeder. Now, that would 100% line up with all those reports and rumors that Hollywood Reporter released back in the summer. That's a very legitimate source. That's not just some, oh, click our website so we can get some money kind of <laughs> reports. That's a legit article. Yeah. So it would p- tie in perfectly. But we didn't see any, like, wow, there's full-on evidence to Boba Fett in season two.
2: Well, I don't know. When, that, when we saw that um, breakdown where he paused the frame okay. and zoomed in, okay, it looked okay. a lot like...
0: His jetpack and his helmet. I don't really see the jetpack, guys. I don't see the jetpack in that shot. Y'all don't? I see the helmet, but I don't see the jetpack. I see the
1: jetpack when they clean the photo up a hundred different times. (laughs) Right. But at that point, they can put whatever they want. But I I mean, you kind of see the helmet.
0: I can see the helmet more so. Yeah. But it makes me... How does he get this armor? Because, again wasn't the individual that we see at the end of Chapter 6 in Season 1 already in armor mm-hmm. is my first question. Or is Tamara Morrison walking around Tatooine naked with only his boots <laughs> and his on? Yeah. <laughs> and so Din Djarin now has the rest of his gear, so Tamara Morrison's gonna walk out in the streets of Tatooine, like, naked. And I don't know. They're going to meet at high noon. <laughs> We're stretching. And have a, a shoot off. <laughs> I don't know. So do you think that that is Boba Fett's armor there on the speeder? Yes or no, Jacob? It's pretty convincing. Okay, B.A.
1: I so want it to
0: be. But, uh. Uh, I don't think it is. I think it's just one of those things that us as fans are like, oh, that, that's got to be it. There's Boba Fett. Yeah. I don't know. He's on his way to something connected with Boba Fett, though. Either he's leaving from it or he's on his way there. Hmm. Because I don't see why else we would be in Tatooine at this point. Other than that character that we see at the end of Chapter 6.
2: Maybe Tronophon, Luke Skywalker's homestead.
0: I mean, I guess there's another um, Jedi. Ben
2: Kenobi, his homestead. True. Hmm.
0: Have we ever seen Ben Kenobi's homestead on Tatooine? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. In A New Hope. Sorry, that was a dumb moment. Okay, so a lot of things could possibly happen on Tatooine, and I know everyone at this table, everyone in Star Wars fandom, as soon as we see Tatooine in season two, in the very first episode that we see it in, we're all going to be on the edge of our seats waiting for Boba Fett to pop up. Mm -hmm. I think think at this point, if we don't see Boba Fett show up in the show, people are going to be disappointed. Honestly, because I feel like it's one of those things that Star Wars fans have latched on to thinking this is absolutely going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. So we'll see. Now, we continue going in the trailer. We get our first looks at Grief Karga and Cara Dune. And it looks like they're both still on Navarro 7. Uh, Grief is rocking a new full beard and completely white. So either we've got some time going by or he's really stressing to the max.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Probably
0: both. What do you think?
1: Probably both. I mean he almost died in season one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, true. I probably aged him a few years. He's been through a lot. Yeah.
0: I think he's now like gonna be a kind of like one of those soft kind of grandpa characters hmm. where he's like just a good guy at heart.
1: No one could ever do it, but he's gonna try to fill the quill role.
0: Ooh, yeah, the, probably the
1: wisdom field character.
0: Yeah, man, quill. R.I.P. R. I. P. quill. We have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Show's not over. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep going. Uh, but yeah, Grief Carga, Cara Dune, I'm excited to see them in action again. Cara Dune, specifically, I thought her character was awesome. Oh, and yeah. I hope we get to see more of her. I hope that we keep her going throughout the rest of the show. Because, again, that whole aspect of her being a prior rebel fighter mm-hmm. is interesting. And the fact that she came from Alderaan. I hope somehow we get flashbacks to her on Alderaan just so I can see Alderaan in live action some more. Because really the only time that we get it is at the end of Revenge of the Sith when Leia gets dropped off. And it's gorgeous. And when (laughs) it gets blown up into itty bitty pieces. Yeah. So not much to see. Now we keep going. More folding TIE fighters. So I thought Moff Gideon was the only one that had one but apparently not. Now there's like three or four of them in one shot. So is Moff Gideon in one of those? I'm hoping so probably so and then also we see stormtroopers running through a hallway that looks very similar to a Star Destroyer so Mm -hmm. I think that matches with the picture that Entertainment Weekly put out of Moff Gideon with a bunch of lights behind him and we see some of those uh scout troopers on speeders
2: yeah Hey, do we also hear
0: like that alarm? We do. We hear the Imperial alarm. Yeah. So all back to back to back to back, we get all these Imperial references all in that one shot. And also thrown in there, we see Mando take off in his jetpack, which I guess he's full-on committed to using that thing, so man, I can't wait to see that. Because we see Boba Fett live-action use a jetpack for a little bit, mm-hmm. but not long enough. So that'll be interesting to see. When
1: Din used it in season one, it was kind of sloppy. He didn't look sloppy this time around. No, he
0: looks like he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. So that'll be interesting to see. Now, again, this is we keep going in the trailer, and this is where the light pole scene happens, and I still have no clue what's going on with it. And the person that's hanging from it looks weirdly shaped too, so I don't even know if it's (laughs) a human or some random species. What if it's the Cyclops that we see later in the trailer? I don't that's,
1: know. that's what I was about to ask. Do you think he's shaking somebody down or do you think he's helping somebody out?
0: Oh, so you're saying that he's getting the person down from the light pole. Right. Do you think he's
1: rescuing somebody or do you think he's interrogating somebody? I'm leaning toward the interrogate. I'm part.
0: hoping it's interrogate. Yeah. I think it's interrogate.
1: He's going to pull like a little dark knight, hang him up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Where, <laughs> where's Ahsoka? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, like you said, the form is just... We don't even get to see the the head of the creature or person or whoever it is, so there's no even speculation Probably on purpose.
0: Yeah. Okay, now to wrap up the trailer, my favorite scene of the whole thing. We walk into Gamorians fighting in a ring. We see Cyclops and his guards. And now, when I was watching the trailer a bunch of times I tried to pause it and see if maybe his guards had like pins mm-hmm. on their Patches gear or, yeah. or anything to give away like who their allegiance was to mm-hmm. it's not anything that I've kind of seen before so I do think it's a possibility that it's a it's a new like crime syndicate or a cartel or something along yeah, those lines
1: yeah. I was gonna say it looked kind of underworld just what they were doing there I mean, yeah Oh yeah. so I think it's on, it's yeah.
0: a new group that we're gonna see which I'm excited for I, I, I hope man mandalorian sticks to introducing new things even though we've kind of talked about a bunch of different things that we've seen before in star wars just coming into the show uh and then we get this great baby yoda moment sure. i mean the gif gif whatever you call it is blowing up already of him like hitting his pod button and hiding inside of it
1: <laughs> as soon as he sees the whistling birds light as up. soon
0: as uh dinjarin turns on those whistling birds he's like Nah, I've I've seen this too many times. I'm just gonna check out. You do you. I'll be back. You let me, you <laughs> let me know when I can come out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you ain't. You're not getting my help this season either. I'm not using. I'm not doing my little baby hand thing to save you. You got to take care <laughs> yeah. of it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of interesting that the child's not getting involved. I thought that you know the child was still gonna be like his little protector a little yeah. bit, but nah, he's like nope. You got it. I think it's a comedic relief <laughs> in yeah, yeah, it was a comedic relief yeah. in the trailer. I busted out laughing the first time I saw it.
2: Yeah. But And maybe it's like maybe he's thinking it's because th- we still don't know it's gender, right? Maybe we true. maybe it's thinking, all right, you put yourself in your in this mess this time. I'm not helping you this time.
0: <laughs> Very true. Very true. Now goes the bl- the screen goes black. We just hear Mando using the whistling birds, beating up people. And then we see it come back and he stabs Zabrak right in the heart, mm-hmm. but really right in the nipple. Let's be honest. Yep. His nipple's gone. He ain't getting that nipple back. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the last line delivered This is the way. Yep. This is the way.
1: <laughs> oh, this is the way. This is you the were way looking for us to back up. <laughs> yes.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> So, overall, I'm excited for Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I think the trailer did its job, 1,000%. Now, was this trailer, if you remember, I know this is a random question, was this trailer as good as Season 1's trailer? Like, are you equally excited for Season 2 as you were for Season 1, or more so? I
1: think more so. Ooh, okay. That's just because I have a foundation to... To, like to establish what more, The Mandalorian is and yeah. what the show's gonna be, and now there's, I guess you can call it expectations are with it Yeah, now. yeah. But the trailer lived up to the hype, yeah. in my opinion.
0: Jacob? Hmm.
2: Well, I never like to have high expectations. <laughs> it because it lets of, you down. Just because of what Disney did. With
0: the sequels? Wow, <laughs> yeah. we had to get negative. Man, we were going <laughs> so good. All positive vibes, man.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Um, you know what? I think I'm looking more forward to it. Okay. Because just like what BA said, um, you know, we've got season one. It was awesome. And yeah, now we've got that expectation. Let's see more awesomeness. Yeah.
0: It is a different aspect watching this trailer and seeing all these familiar characters pop up that you're fully invested in now and being excited to see them to continue to grow yeah. and get fleshed out. I do think I am more excited for season two. We'll see if that holds. And I'm sure they'll continue to release new like TV spots and maybe a possible other trailer fin- before yeah. the show finally premieres to where we get itty-bitty tidbits here and there where we're like, okay, yep, we're in this. 100%. <laughs> this is going to be epic. Yeah, But we'll see. I mean, this could be the only thing that we see. It took us, what, a month until the show finally comes out that we get anything? Yeah. <laughs> I was very surprised that it held off that long. Yeah. But I'm glad it's finally here.
1: One thing, too, that we haven't talked about is in season one, are sort of promotional thing is they had, you know, the Mandalorian text with Din Djarin and Baby Yoda in it, and it was like that sandy color of Navarro 7. Yeah. My question for you guys is it's kind of blue this time, and it looks like Calamari, Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's where the vast majority of this season will take place, or do you think that it'll be a lot more moving? And maybe he maybe that's his first destination. Yeah,
0: so we kind of counted this up before the show started. Mm-hmm. We see a possibility of five or six different planets, all just in this trailer. Yeah, but I do think that that bluey that bluish background is Moncala.
1: I said Calamari earlier. Yeah, there. you said the species, yeah. but you're good. <laughs> yeah. We know
0: what you mean. I do think that that's a reference to Moncala. Mm-hmm. I think of all the planets that we've seen in the trailer, I suspect that we would spend the most time on Moncala. Mm. Now, I'm not 100% sure about that, but that's what I'm leaning toward currently. I think, personally, that Ilum, or that snowy planet at the very end, is the last planet that we see Hmm. i think that that's the mission that he completes so by getting the child to ahsoka or the jedi whatever and that's where we end with season two so i think
2: really so you think that by the end of season two he's
0: accomplished the mission he's gotten him to the jedi hmm by jedi i mean ahsoka but then what about season three Well, you still got Moff Gideon and all them to take care of. Yeah. I don't know. I I just feel like we're going to, if Ahsoka's in season two, I can just see them getting connected at the very end. But to answer your question, B.A., yes, I think the blue logo is Mon Cala, and of the planets that we've seen so far, I feel like Mon Cala is where we'll spend most of our time, Mm -hmm. at least with the Mandalorian. Right. Because again, we've heard reports where the last half of the season shifts gears a little bit and we get more players involved that build up into each other. Because remember Jon Favreau in a quote recently said he was looking at Game of Thrones as something to kind of follow along with. And Game of Thrones had a bunch of episodes in there in between seasons where sometimes you wouldn't see... Jon Snow which is one of the main characters you wouldn't see Daenerys Targaryen which is one of the main characters you wouldn't see the Lannisters in some of the episodes so who knows maybe they're going to start incorporating that where we don't see Din Djarne in one episode or we possibly don't see Baby Yoda in one episode so who knows maybe we've only seen shots like halfway through the season maybe they haven't shown us stuff beyond the first two or three or four episodes that's true. Because if I remember correctly, the only shots that we got, or the majority, okay, not the only, but the majority of shots that we got in the season one trailer were all from the first three episodes. And I think outside of that, the only other shot that was outside of the first three episodes was Bill Burr shooting his two guns mm-hmm. and Din Djarin landing on the TIE fighter that Moff Gideon was in. So previous season one trailer was focused. A lot of the shots were the, uh, the early episodes with some sprinkle in later. Right. I I think this trailer follows that. So, yeah. Man, I just went on and on and on. There. No, I, hey, you answered <laughs> it in full. Let me tell you. Yes. Blue logo, Moncala. Jacob, what do you think?
2: <laughs> I think, um, hmm, do y'all want to try to, like, arrange an order of events that you think can't this trailer... That, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> we yeah. all know we're gonna be wrong.
1: Yeah, we'll I be think wrong. we've all kind of formulated one in our heads, and I'm sure our listeners have already done it. If they've watched the... Yeah, I don't know, trailer. man.
0: I, I haven't really done that quite yet. Yeah, Maybe that's something it we should take, save. Yeah, it would take filling come back?
2: in... It would take a lot of filling in the blanks, yeah. which is a lot of assumption. And, you know, me personally, I would rather just wait yeah, You know, keep those places that we know we're going to be going to mm. in the back of my head right? and just let the story unfold when the time comes.
0: Right, I agree. Now, let's ask our listeners here. I mean, we'll do it if they want us to. If you're listening and you want us to come back next week with a prediction of when we think these events occur in the trailer, let us know either in the comments on YouTube or on social medias at Talk on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and we'll do that next week before we do our Chapter 3 rewatch. We'll just hit it real quick. We'll just be like, all right, this is when we go to this planet, bam, 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 and we'll let you know what we think. I mean, let's just say that. We'll save it if people want us to do it. If not, we won't do it. Because I think as a fan... I kind of enjoy not putting the expectation on yeah. this is what I expect to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kinda enjoy just sitting back. At and this point you're watching like having to create your own story to try to
2: uh justify why you think one place comes after the other, you know. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> I agree. Okay. Any other closing thoughts before we wrap up this week's show? I believe that's all that I have, man. I, I'm really excited.
3: Yeah, trailer
0: did its job one thousand percent. Executed perfectly, it did what a trailer is supposed to do. It, it has everybody wanting more, which means it succeeded. Mm-hmm. Jacob, your closing thoughts on season two trailer?
2: Really looking forward to season two of the Mandalorian. It's gonna be a fun one. This is um, the way. <laughs> it's gonna be, yeah. It's going to have a different feel than the first season, I'm telling you. I think so. <laughs> I think
0: it's going to be a little bit different thematically. Yeah,
2: I feel like it's going to be jumping. You know, I kind of disagree. I mean, at least I don't want it to be focused on Moncala a lot. Okay. But I have a feeling that it might be hopping around um, at equal fast pace. Nice. You know, fast-ish pace compared to Gosh. season one. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like that might be what... What happens? Yeah,
0: let's just not have Rise of Skywalker pace. Yeah, <laughs> let's like enjoy the moment for yeah, a little yeah. bit instead of going. Pow, pow, pow. Yeah, scene, scene, scene. Yeah, <laughs> zoom, zoom, zoom.
2: <laughs> no faster than like a planet
0: for each episode. Yes, right? they Something stuck like true that. to that with season one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. Well, for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right, ba, your closing thoughts on the trailer and I mean, season two in general.
1: I mean, the trailer came late. I think all of us yeah, can a- agree on that. <laughs> But I mean, and I, at a weird time. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, I'm stoked. I'm excited for what season two has in store. And we just spent way over—I don't know—is like over 45 minutes talking about a a trailer, a two-minute trailer. Well, it's like <laughs> so, last week. Me and
0: Jake spent 30 minutes talking about pictures. Yeah. So, so we're gonna do that. I was about
1: to say, as as Star Wars fans, we're <laughs> we're head over heels excited for what's what's to come.
0: Absolutely. Well, we hope you're excited. We hope that you continue to follow along with our Mandalorian coverage. We're going to pick back up next week with our Chapter 3 rewatch. Again, let us know if you want us to come in with more predictions from this trailer. We would love to do so if you want us to. I mean, we're here to please the listeners. But if not, we'll just solely focus going back into our rewatch and building that up until we finally get to October 30th. We appreciate you listening to this week's episode of Mando Talk. Make sure you listen to us on any podcast platform or available on any of them. Just type in Mando Talk. You'll be able to hear our beautiful chuckle nut voices. And then also, if you want to watch us, you want to see us get on YouTube, type in Mando Talk there. You'll be able to find us there as well. And then also, last plug that I'll say, I'm throwing a lot in there, at Mando Talk on all three socials, Facebook. Twitter and Instagram if you want to get closer with the boys. All right, that's this week's episode on Mando Talk. Have a great week, and we have spoken.